0: Happy holidays, melon Farmers. Welcome back to another episode of the Christmas Movie Countdown. This is episode number 12 of this illustrious special podcast show that Katie and Emma are doing, and hey, Otis, why are you doing an episode? I really like this movie, and I watched it, and Katie loves it more than me, so I came in.
1: This is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's one of those, those weird ones. And you know me, I'm like weird shit. So it's, I
1: mean, it's Tim Burton, so. Yeah, I and you know. I've
0: learned I really like early Tim Burton.
1: I've learned Tim Burton really likes Christmas movies.
0: Tim Burton, yes.
1: Tim Burton. Yeah,
0: Batman Returns, that's a Christmas film.
1: Yeah, so it's Frankenweenie and, and Nightmare Before Christmas. And this one, yeah. which is?
0: Edward Scissorhands. So... This film uh it's really funny. So this this one got fast tracked because of the success of Batman. <laughs> uh go figure that weird guy, that young weird director made fucking Batman awesome. And at that point Batman was only like, you know, Adam West dancing, which is good good Batman. But, you know, just
2: <laughs>
0: that meme that video that Katie loves.
2: Oh, I do love that.
1: And so, You're the man now, dog.
0: Yeah. So Tim Burton added this gothic, dark, awesome feel to Batman and go figure, he loves that a lot because he adds it to everything that he does just like Edward Scissorhands with the help of, what's his music, dude? Uh,
2: Danny Danny Elfman.
0: Yeah, Tim Burton and Danny Elfman. They're just, they're married because they do really good stuff when they're together. Uh, This film is absolutely great. If you don't know anything about Edward Scissorhands, That's a fucking shame because it's very much worth a watch. It is the story of a I can't really call him a man. Um, Technically, you would say he's a homunculus. He's like a thing given power to move on its own and think. So kind of like Fullmetal Alchemist, you know how the brother was like a suit of armor. He could move and do shit, but he wasn't a people, but he was a people. It's like that. So... It is the story of a young man named Edward, and he has scissors for hands. That's really fucking weird, Otis. Yeah, but that's Tim Burton. That's kind of his thing. Uh, He gets moved down to the suburbs after the Avon lady of that neighborhood finds him. And it's the misadventures of him learning how to live with a family and love. And it all ends around Christmas time. So... That's where the Christmas part comes in. Like the last third of this movie is honestly Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Honestly, this whole movie probably could be around December. Maybe I assume it takes place
1: over quite a bit of time. Yeah,
0: some time goes by, but I assume it was like maybe the back half of the year, maybe. But Mm. California, what they were acting like it was like that suburb was just the same temperature forever. So
1: that's California. Yeah,
0: it could be anything for
1: the most part. It's yeah. sunny all the time.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, but this <laughs> film is chock full of people that you know now and are awesome and older. Uh, we got Johnny Depp. He's Edward Scissorhands.
1: Cutie pie Johnny Depp. At
0: this point, Johnny Pite Depp.
1: Height of cuteness Yeah, Johnny at, Depp. Yeah,
0: at this point he did, uh, you, hey, you remember Nightmare on Elm Street? The first episode that we ever did of this whole podcast. He was Glenn, the dumb boyfriend that went to sleep and got sucked into the bed. <laughs> and he had then,
1: also done... then
0: turned into a blood fountain. Uh, Twenty One Jump Street, the show. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's the kind of all he did in commercials and stuff.
1: He hadn't done Crybaby yet.
0: Eight. This is what eighty. This was ninety. Ninety. I thought Crybaby was ninety-two or three.
1: I thought Crybaby I was before. Crybaby that. Either way, baby. peak Johnny Depp cuteness yeah. is Crybaby, so this is right in that same
2: area. Yeah. Crybaby is in nineteen ninety as well, so it was the same exact. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Lord knows. And What's Eating
2: Gilbert in. Grape was really close to this too. It was yeah. all
1: like. Very close. Yeah,
0: he was busy. Uh Winona Ryder.
1: Hey, the mom
0: from Stranger Things. Looking still great. Beautiful. This was just
1: this was like right after she had done um Beetlejuice with Danny. yes And uh, that's how she
0: got into this one because it's like, well, she's amazing in that. Uh Diane Weist, she is been in so many movies. I've seen her face in so many things, and she's a really good mom. She's a great mom in this anthony michael hall so you remember weird science one of the nerdy boys that makes a woman and she has powers
1: it's him or the nerd from breakfast club
0: or the nerd from damn it i think that's the only two nerd things he i swear he did another nerd thing
1: he did a bunch of them he (gasps) was part of the brat pack yeah he was in all a bunch of those movies
0: but yeah anthony michael hall in this movie he's a piece of shit yes he is (laughs) and he's
1: thick he He, like became a a douchebag in this movie and then never stopped playing a douchebag after this movie like every film he did after this he was like fuck being a nerd i'm just a dick
2: once you do something this well it's hard for any director to see you otherwise yeah
0: absolutely and then we get the last film the last credit that vincent price did um, it's really cool. They had extra scenes that they wanted to do at Vincent Price, but he was dealing with Parkinson's and was it Alzheimer's at the time? So he was real shaky and stuff. So the things that they did worked out and they wanted more for, for him. But what they got was great. Uh, he's an amazing actor. Even like he's old in this movie, like crazy old and still like was really fucking cool. So it was really cool to see vincent price in this uh i learned
1: i love vincent price that
0: a lot of people turned down the role before it got to johnny depp so Uh, this um,
1: is gonna be a long list of people that i don't give a fuck about because they wouldn't have done it justice (laughs) uh
0: tom cruise
1: of course it's funny
0: they called tom cruise and gave told him the plot and stuff and he's like so like how did he eat before he got with the family and they're like uh and they're like well how do you go to the restroom and they're like okay he doesn't want this part he's just fucking with us it's
1: actually a genuine concern that i have for like an overall i think plot he's, hole. he's
0: not a people so he don't got those parts That's well, what it's I'm an thinking.
1: overall plot hole for the movie because he does eat in the film superman yeah. doesn't
0: have to eat he just does it yes this is a yes thing to do. but
1: johnny like edward eats in the film how does he poop
0: it, it like, probably yeah, it, just it has burns to go in his somewhere. It, it, I assume his inside is like a fucking furnace.
2: Fair.
0: <laughs> can't be, he ain't a people, so it's
1: just like in, grinding in his gears. Probably. You like, know what really grinds my you gears? Really grinds my
0: gears. Yeah, it's like fucking vision when he ate that gum and he was fucked up that episode. <laughs> he was all drunk and shit. <laughs> just like that.
1: He's like, the fuck's wrong with
0: you? He's like, I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh
0: my God! And then uh, Tom Hanks and Gary couldn't, Oldman couldn't
1: see it. Yeah. I don't know what young Gary Oldman looked like, but I couldn't see Tom Hanks doing this.
0: Eh, Gary um, Oldman, no. Nah. Johnny Depp was the perfect spot for this. Uh, Johnny Depp, he actually watched a lot of tapes of Charlie Chaplin, and I don't think he worked with mimes, but he he got the face down. His face is Charlie Chaplin's face. Yeah and he's great it was a lot of just him
1: Tom Hanks was already too old at this point yeah to have, like the way that this character is made to seem he's like a an older teen or like a young adult he's like max 23 like yeah. like the character is very young and the way that the the kind of underlying love story ends up happening he's got to be young right yeah. For Tom Hanks to take this role in 1990, this is that would have been what post or right at the time of a league of their own. Tom Hanks was like yeah. 30. Like, yeah. And he looked 30. Like Tom Hanks looked his age. It wouldn't have worked out.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. But I, I get why they wanted those people because they were the big ones of the time. Yeah. You know, so it's like right now, if they did it, it his hands, it'd probably be fucking Tom Holland.
1: Cause... No, it'd be Timothy Chalamet. Ooh. No, that's correct.
0: Cause he does look like him. Well, yeah.
1: it's yeah, cause he's gonna be the the new he's um tiny really Charlie. Welcome. He's gonna be the young yeah. so it makes sense. They're just gonna make remake all of Johnny Depp's movies like a young version of Johnny Depp movies with Timothy Chalamet. That, I can already see it.
0: Then he did that commercial, well, the alternate reality where Edward did have a kid. I was like, he did have parts. Yeah, he had I'm, a kid.
1: I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, and I'm cool with t- it being Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he'd have regular hands because. Why would he have scissor hands? Yeah.
2: So Tim <laughs> and Danny. Also, oh huh? the insides of my guts just started hurting thinking about being
1: pregnant. <laughs> Mine too. as soon you. as I said that, I was like, oh, oh. no, pregnancy.
2: Oh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> That's a hard no right But they'd now. be like little kid play school scissors, like dull. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the no and no all things. different colors. <laughs> It's the pattern scissors.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay, now I need you to dress your kid up as fucking Edward scissor hands, but all the scissors have to be like the little what? kid scissors that <laughs> have the, scissors. like safety locks on them. Yeah, know, scissors. you can't actually use them. <laughs>
2: Edward
1: safety. <scissors. laughs> yes, Edward safety. Oh, ed- Eddie safety scissors.
0: <laughs> Eddie safety scissors. I like that. <laughs>
1: oh my God.
0: So Tim Burton and Danny Elfman, uh, they both say that Edward Scissorhands is one of their best films they ever did. It's it's good. The music, great.
1: I'm genuinely upset that we watched the the director's commentary. I thought it was gonna be okay. And then I realized how much they, like the way that this director's commentary was done or the way that they did the commentary on the DVD was really odd and was like an over track but when they pulled in the director commentary commentary everything else like went way down and it covered up the music completely and i was just like
0: dude no it's this a, is the best part of this movie it was a weird commentary because usually it was so weird the commentaries that we listen to it's like everything's just down yeah and then sometimes they'll turn it up like when we listen to the evil dead one evil dead two when he says groovy you can intentionally hear them like nope turn that shit up and they all got quiet for it yeah. and they're like damn that was a really good part but it was weird he was by himself I it was
2: very odd it was, and then Danny
0: Elfman had his own commentary,
2: commentary line I'm like just put them together yeah. but I
0: assume maybe they were far away and he was doing another movie and he's like okay I got two hours and I can record this for you guys yeah. that's what I assumed it was he was busy doing something else
1: well and whoever and recorded, recorded whatever company recorded the commentary should be should fire all of the, their engineers because that was the worst fucking recording of commentary. Like we had to turn our TV up. We usually listen like when we watch movies, our TV volume with our sound bar and everything is like at a 20. Mm-hmm. We were watching this fucking commentary movie on fucking 45 and still had trouble like making out the shit that Tim Burton was saying because his shit was so low.
0: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. But it's an old commentary. Yeah. If they didn't now, yeah. it'd probably be great. So oh yeah. Uh yeah, we'll get through this story. It's good. It it's it goes good. by quick because it's it has a fairy tale feel to it. And mm-hmm. usually good fairy tales aren't super long because the kid will go to sleep, you know. Yeah,
1: it's it's um told in the same way that like um a never ending story or Princess Bride is yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's someone reading to their kid, like or reading to their grandkid or whoever, like, hey, it's time to go to bed. Let me tell you this cool story that I know about.
0: Yeah. So what Katie said at the beginning, hey, it's a grandma telling her granddaughter a story about a young man named Edward that has scissors
1: for hands. She's like, that's fucking weird.
0: It's like, well, I'm gonna tell you some more weird shit, little girl. Yeah, it's about (laughs) to get
1: a lot weirder in this bitch. So
0: (laughs) um okay. Oh, the way they work okay. I know how to start this. So Peg. Peg Boggs. That's the name of the mom. Very nice lady. She's an Avon lady. And so for people not in America, I don't know if Avon has gotten to other countries, uh, but an Avon saleswoman is a lady that comes door to door and they try to sell you makeup and other things like that.
1: Used to. It has evolved past it's not oh, yeah, no longer to it's not door-to-door anymore oh easy but yeah. before the age of technology it was very much a door-to-door salesperson oh yeah like someone trying to sell you knives and shit like they there used to be people who would walk around trying to sell you like vacuums or trying to sell you knives or whatever avon was very much that and it was like hey buy all this like here's a whole bunch of makeup mary Kay is the same way yes. like uh, the people would just walk around and like visit all the houses in the neighborhood to try and get people to buy their crap yes
0: so peg um she's trying to sell it to like her friends every person on her street which is not a good way to do it because at some point they buy it all and they're like didn't you just come here and one of the ladies says that weren't you just here it's like no that
1: was last season
0: like i still got makeup and get out of here so She has bad sales and she's like, Damn, man, I didn't get anything today. And then in her rearview mirror, she sees a scary mansion at the end, like a little cool cul de sac. And she's like, Well, fuck it, I'll give it a shot.
1: Up on the top of a hill.
0: Yeah. So she walks up, and the hedges are trimmed in different designs, like animals and stuff. So she's like, Well, somebody's here. Someone's taking care of the yard. Yeah. She goes in, the place is full of cobwebs and stuff, and she walks up to the top of this mansion and she sees someone in the corner, a dark, dark corner. She's a very brave lady. Yep. Um, and she's like, Hey, just want to talk to you about, you know, Avon. Oh my God. I, hey, I, I'll talk to you later. Creepy man that came out of the darkness that's pale has and has hands. nice hands. And like I said, brave lady, because she's like, Oh
1: my gosh, like you just. Well, no, she's am just going to go. And she goes, Don't don't leave.
0: Yeah, he's very lonely. He's very soft
1: spoken as well. And
0: so she learns that he's he's harmless. And she's like, Oh, you have all these scars on your face because your hands are knives or scissors, but they're really fucking sharp. Yeah. Um, and so it's like you keep scarring himself. And she's like, I have I have something that can help you with that. And then she realizes, like, you know what? Fuck that. You come with me. You're gonna live with me because no one should live up here by themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, What? She's the coolest fucking mom. Uh, fun fact someone else wrote this story with tim burton and that was their neighborhood like he they knew a mom that would do that and just like no you come with me you're gonna have dinner with us because your parents are gone or whatever they're being shitty you're gonna eat with us and so she would just collect kids and then treat them right because their parents weren't treating them right and i'm like my parents oh, were like
1: that yeah when i was a kid it was like yeah. everyone and everyone in like a three block four block radius was like Oh, your parents are shitty or whatever they have to work late or whatever some something's going on at home come on over or we'll feed you dinner it's yeah. fine
0: so it's it's very very cute and he's in the car and he's smiling instantly smiling because like someone cares about him uh so he introduces edward to her husband bill uh a good guy is just very distracted about life he's just very much in his own world and he pops up sometimes to say hi and do things
1: it's fucking alan arkin playing the best suburban dad
0: yeah he's very much a suburban dad it's so good it's very much and their son kevin and kevin he's like that's pretty fucking cool he's got knives for hands you know (laughs) uh
1: kevin's like thought process is immediately where like a 12 or 13 year old boy's thought process would go like oh my god they're so sharp I bet you could just kill a guy like immediately like yeah. slice his throat.
0: <laughs> so for now their daughter Kim she's not home and so they're like well you'll stay in Kim's room until we'll figure out other things later. Uh just looking at a pictures of Kim Ed's like oh shit.
1: She's so pretty.
0: I'm in love. <laughs> I mean it's
1: why none a writer with blonde hair. She's very pretty.
0: Yeah. Uh, instantly the neighbors because this is a small like community that are nosy as fuck they're like hey someone new is in your house you gotta show them off man come on where's he at where's he at all
1: the stay-at-home moms are like what yeah who's that
0: uh kim finally comes home and she goes to her room and everyone's asleep yeah Mm -hmm. and she meets edward and it's just a pale scary person with knives laying in her bed and she freaks out and then ed jumps up and starts Mm Stabbing. he's trying
1: to get up and he pops the waterbed
0: and yeah uh in america probably other countries too waterbeds were the shit in the 90s my mom had a waterbed 80s, water bed. 80s and 90s, yeah, yeah. My mom had a water bed and she's like my back hurts and then she got a real bed <laughs> but i
1: don't understand why the daughter had a waterbed
0: it was a small one it like, was like a twin waterbed which is weird
1: waterbeds were like intentionally made for the purpose of sex Yep. why did you buy your daughter a waterbed it, it didn't
0: i don't know it's fucking weird so uh kim I is tea. Uh, right <laughs> uh kim's not a biggest fan of edward because you know he's got scissors for hands She
1: freaked the fuck out scared him. the fuck weird. out of
0: him uh it's really funny it's not important to the story but it's really funny uh because kim's screaming and edward's just terrified because he sees the girl he's in love with and she's screaming at him and so he's shaking the dad takes him to the basement and sets up a bed and he's like i'm gonna get you a drink and pours some alcohol in a cup for him and he gets a little straw and he drinks it in an ed you know having alcohol for the first time it just destroyed the cup just drink it all and he's just like ah, ah, just dying inside He just falls over it just dies a little bit that
1: scene always it's makes so me laugh cute. so hard because why like usually when you drink alcohol it like dehydrates you and you do kind of get that dry mouth feeling but like edward was like immediately dry mouth and i couldn't breathe but the insides of him are like gears right he's a machine so where did that alcohol go and what did it do to him and why was that sound coming out i don't
0: know he was fucked up (laughs) (laughs) so the neighbors they instantly take to edward because he's really good at hedge like topiary and stuff and so uh they have a barbecue And they're like, holy shit, he did all this for you guys? Like, this is awesome. Maybe you could do my hedges. And while he was trimming some hedges at uh, a lady's house, her shaggy ass dog comes up and he's like, "Hmm." and starts trimming on the dog. And then it just has this crazy cool design. It's like a poodle. And she's like, holy shit, like, that's awesome. And all the neighbors are like, well, trim my dog's hair. And so now he has a business. And then one unsavory lady, is the like hoe. she's like, "Well, trim my hair," and so now he is a legit hair technician.
1: <laughs> yeah, a barber.
0: Yeah, in this in this like suburb, and everyone's so excited about it. And obviously, there's gotta be somebody that doesn't like him. There's a religious neighbor, Esmeralda, is not a fan of him. She thinks he's the devil. <laughs> that boy is the devil. Right, everything's the devil to you, Esmeralda. <laughs> and Kim's boyfriend, Jim. Thank
1: you, Show me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, M's douchebag boyfriend's like, I don't like that dude with knives for hands.
1: I don't like the way he looks. At I'm gonna threaten
0: him <laughs> multiple times. He won't stab me. So, um yeah. So he's working on hair, trimming up hedges, and trimming up dogs' hair. And they realize, like, hey, you should really like open a hair salon. Like, you'd be really good at this. And Ed's like, yeah, it's it's fun he can show off his creativity and he's really pumped about it it's really cute so the Joyce the skanky lady Joyce she helps him find a location that they could open a salon and Joyce takes Ed to the back room and she models some smocks some smocks and scarves for him and Ed's like okay you know he doesn't know any better
1: he doesn't know what's happening yeah okay
0: and then Joyce tries to seduce him. And he's like, I'm out.
1: <laughs> yeah, she like takes off her clothes and reveals a bustier underneath. And he's like, oh, this is weird.
0: Ugh, I don't like this. I mean, he probably he's like, I don't know how to feel. And he scoots off. And Joyce yeah. is very upset that Ed turned her down. So she's like, no, nah, I hate you. And Joyce, she actually worms her way into the neighborhood's minds about Ed and they kind of were like well he is kind of weird for you to think about he's got scissor hands like that is kind of questionable you know we just kind of took him in and it's like it's kind of fucking weird uh they head to the bank to get a loan because you need money to start a business and ed doesn't have any
1: anything
0: anything. doesn't have social security number or anything he needs so
1: credit no nothing yeah
0: so they're like well we can't help you with that and the mom peg is like well. We'll find we'll find a way to we'll get that money that money for you. Unfortunately, Kim's boyfriend Jim saw earlier in the movie that Ed can open up any door just about instantly with his giant finger knives, and he's like, "Oh, okay, pick locks. yeah, easily." With scissors pick locks. <laughs> it doesn't
1: make any sense.
0: Not at all. So they come up with a plan. Uh, Jim comes up with a plan that they can use Ed to open up some doors for them at Jim's parents' house. And they can steal a van and they can use it and be like, hey, man, we can have this they're van. Gonna,
1: they're going to steal a bunch of stuff to sell it to buy a van. Oh, I
0: thought they were just going to take the van that he had.
1: No, his dad has like a bunch of secret shit, like hidden oh, away, yeah. like valuables that they're going to steal and then they're going to sell the valuables to buy a van so yeah. they can make out.
0: Yeah. Uh. So Ed gets them through the first door and they get to another door and then, oh, no, an alarm went off and Jim... Everyone dips the fuck out. Unfortunately, Ed gets kind of left behind.
1: And locked in this room. And all he has to do is just turn a knob
0: and he can get out. But he's got scissors for hands, if you remember the name of the movie. And so Ed gets trapped in and the cops are like, well, come out with your hands up. You know, we got you. And he comes outside and like, well, put down the weapons, sir. And he's like,
1: "Uh." I I don't have weapons. And so he
0: quietly walks toward him because he's like, I don't i'm not threatening and they're like all they see is a man holding knives walking toward him he almost gets shot and then the neighbors come out they're like no those are his hands like he's special don't shoot our friend and i'm like that's good i'm so glad though he probably could take a bullet he ain't a people but i don't want to see it you know yeah uh he actually goes to court for it because he was found at a scene of a crime and they let him off because he doesn't really know what he's doing they they go of the fact that he has no common sense because he's been living by himself, so he doesn't really know right or wrong. Yeah. And he His doesn't
1: social capacity is yes. not where it's supposed to
0: and be. he doesn't rat anybody else off. So they're like, Oh, I guess he went by himself to do this, which is weird. I've been like, No, someone took him there, yeah, but you know, they're not that smart. So, um, so little by little, he's shunned by the community. Um, the family they still love him because they know he's a good person. Mm-hmm. And And
1: Kim feels horrible and it's starting to get closer to him because Jim was a super dick and wouldn't turn around and like take help take some of the pressure off of
2: Edward.
0: So now close to Christmas time. Hey, it's a Christmas movie now. Uh, (laughs) Edward finds a giant like square of ice. I don't know where the fuck he got that. I think
1: the parents probably got it for him, which is like specifically for because they're hosting a very big Christmas
0: party. Oh, he was doing it for the party. Okay, that makes more sense. I like that. I like that. Yeah, and he is carving some really cool shit, and then
1: he's like an angel.
0: And this scene, the music's amazing, and yeah, uh, ice what, dance. Yeah, Winona Ryder is dancing in the snow that he's making by shaving this ice down. It's really cool. Unfortunately, Jim comes to the backyard and startles Ed, and he swings his arm around and he cuts Kim's hand. Uh, he's very torn up about it, and Jim's like, Hey, hey you, you cut her, you, you hurt her. He's like, you can't touch anything. You're, I'm a piece of shit. I'm gonna make you feel bad. And chases Ed off. Just Uh,
1: leave, go away. Nobody wants you
0: here. Uh, Ed leaves and just starts destroying things on his way down the street, stabbing
1: legs off topiaries, cutting, stabbing
0: tires and shit. And he's just kind of chilling on a curb. And then this dog that can't see. So I'm a dog groomer, and when I see dogs come in and they just have hair in their face, I'm just like, I just want to trim that so they can see. Uh, and the dog comes up and he trims the hair like the bangs back and i was like thanks and then leaves he's like
1: i can't see i love that
0: scene (laughs) uh it's really cute um the parents they go out to find ed because they're like well the cops are looking for him now it's like we got to find him you know he's part of the family ed pops back up because the cops were shining their lights and he like power walks away (laughs) and he finds kim there and Kim tells Ed that she wants him to hold her but he's like I can't man I got these scissor hands like I don't want to hurt you and then they finally hold each other and I'm like she
2: just grabs him basically
1: yeah.
0: and makes it work and I'm like no all right oh he
2: like melts into her it's so it's that part screws me every time I'm like uh-huh. it's so cute
0: it's very cute unfortunately around this time Jim is getting drunk in his dad's van or his, his friend's friend's van, friend's van. And he's like, well, take me to see her. And he's like, dude, I'm kind of fucking, fucking drunk. I'm
2: fucking
1: drunk. I'm driving. He's like,
0: bro, I don't care. Drive. And you he's like,
1: drive. okay.
0: Uh, this this son of a bitch is doing some hard swerves on the street. And he's I'm
1: swerving curb to curb.
0: Bro, it's bad. <laughs> and unfortunately, Kevin, the little brother, is walking home from his friend's house. And Ed sees that the van is going to hit Kevin. This motherfucker is swerving hard as hell. So Edward scoots his way out into the street and saves Kevin from getting Tackles
1: hit, him out getting hit by a
0: van. Fortunately, in his rush to make sure that Kevin's all right, by, you know, a normal person would use their hands and be like, are you good? He's got scissor hands. And in his panic, he cuts Kevin up a little bit on his face. A lot, actually. Uh, he's slicing him up.
1: Well, he gets like two cuts on yeah. his face. Yeah.
0: And Kevin's kind of freaking out. And then the neighborhood sees that, from their point of view edward's just chopping his kid like up
1: attacking kevin yeah yeah
0: on the sidewalk and they're like oh my god and ed gets chased off again and then the cops meet up and so now there's kind of a mob and the cops are chasing him away and kim tells him just just, just, just run. run that's all you can do right now he runs back to the mansion and uh, the cops are there first and the cop he just shoots a gun off four times into the air and he's like okay everybody go home the whole neighborhood's out there and he's like it's all over it's done go home and the cop leaves uh a cop would not leave first he would make sure they all left first and then he was scooted off but like i said small town uh,
1: he's the only black person in this whole movie <laughs> a black guy in white suburbia like i mean they listened to him they kinda. they did but i understand why he scooted the fuck off yeah
0: so joyce the leader of the mob she's like fuck that I want to make sure he's gone and so she leads the group into the mansion or up the way it seems like there's a pretty good walk
2: Mm -hmm. while that's happening yeah yeah,
0: while it's happening Kim ran everybody else just walked together because I guess they were scared Kim runs up to the mansion and she finds Ed inside and she's really scared for Ed and he's like well I'm probably not gonna see you again after all of this and then they finally kiss and it's like like hooray oh my
1: heart yep
0: kim says that she loves ed and kisses him and so uh actually no i'm doing it at the wrong order she gets up there and then oh no out of the darkness in comes jim and jim's ready to fight and um he has a gun and so the first bullet misses ed and the second bullet gets directed toward the sky because kim comes in and knocks pushes the gun up unfortunately some things fall on ed's head and he goes down and jim grabs his big old metal bar and starts beating the shit out of ed while he's on the he's ground
1: whomping, Edward.
0: and kim comes up and she's like stop doing that she hits him in the head jim goes down and she grabs one of ed's hands and puts the blades up to his throat and he's like if you touch Ed again i'm gonna kill you myself and jim's like Bleh and slaps her in the face (laughs) ed sees this and he's like now i'm mad he's like i never fought anyone before but you touched that girl and i love her stabs jim right in the chest and doesn't push him out the window
1: he walks him backwards he's got his hand in his chest Mm -hmm. and he forces him to walk backwards and then they get to like this the big opening
0: yeah the window and he goes like yeah goes through the window and he falls unfortunately that's when the mob walks up and they just see dead old jim on the ground with blood on his chest they're like holy shit ed killed him and winona rider understanding that this is this is the end of it like she, you know
1: she hugs edward tells him she loves him and then she goes down the stairs
0: yeah and she finds a uh it looks like an old hand maybe some model number
1: one or like a model yeah.
0: And she grabs it. She says that Jim and Ed killed each other fighting and they're like well how do you know? And she
1: holds up his holds hand. up the
0: hand the blade hand and they're like oh yeah I guess he is dead. Well mm-hmm. damn. And the mob leaves. I forgot a spot. So all through this movie we see flashbacks of Ed and his dad. Old Vincent Price. And so uh, Vincent Price is teaching him etiquette and reading poetry to him mm-hmm. and Ed learns how to smile from his dad. And the last so flashback sweet. that we get toward the end of the movie, Katie was asking, she's like, where's the flashback? And I was like, I should have happened by now. It's at the end. So we see that uh, the dad built Ed from, he was a machine that helped chop things. And then there were these prop these steps to make him more of a man. The last step was to hands. give him real hands. And he's like, hey, check out these hands that I made for you.
1: I, this is your early Christmas present
0: yeah and this is all i have left and then we're gonna get these hands on you and then you're gonna be perfect bud and then he dies
1: as he's handing him the hands basically he has a like a stroke or a heart attack Yeah,
0: something he he looks really old so it's like yeah anything uh edward's
1: heart scissor
0: hands destroy the hands and Mm -hmm. then his dad's on the ground and he Mm -hmm. tries to touch his face and he cuts him and he's like fuck like my hands, like yeah, I, I can't even touch know, anybody. I can't even
1: grieve him yeah. properly.
0: It's sad, sad stuff. Mm-hmm. And so now we go back to the present day, and you know, Grandma Kim is. Hey, it's Kim. She's old, and so she was the grandma telling the granddaughter a story. And she's like, "Did you never go back up there and see Ed again?" She's like, "No, because I want him to remember me how I looked then. You know, I don't want to see. I don't want him to see me old and stuff. So which I." It's kind of stupid. I would have gone back up there. That's but some
1: Granny Windy shit that makes sense. I'd have
0: gone back up there. But um, she believes that he's still alive, and the grandma's the granddaughter like, "Well, how do you know he's still alive?" He's like,
1: "Well, it's snowing here."
0: Yeah, the only it snows here, and it shouldn't snow, so he's got to be up there carving sculptures,
1: carving ice, yeah. and the
0: ice that he, you know, all the carving, the shavings are coming down to the town. And that's why it snows. And it's like, he's up there busy. And they go back up there. And he is. He's taking care of the yard. And he has all of these ice sculptures. It's all the memories and all the things that he did while he was down in the town. And the last
1: one is Kim from the ice dance scene.
0: And he's up there busy, busy doing his sculptures. And that's the end of Edward Scissorhands. Oh, Lordy, it's a good one.
1: So, So Katie.
0: Who's your favorite character in Edward Scissorhands?
1: No contest, Edward. Like, if you've ever seen this movie, like there, there's not even a, a challenge. Like there's no one that's anywhere near it. Maybe the mom. The mom's kind of pretty close. Yep,
2: she's my honorable mention.
1: But Edward Scissorhands, Edward is just so good. Johnny Depp knocked it at the park. If this is the only movie you see that has Johnny Depp in it, this movie will make you understand why Tim Burton always chooses Johnny Depp. Like, they work so well together. And his ability to make these, like, creepy characters, to make you root for these creepy characters is just incredible. Like, it's so good. Edward is such a sweetheart. He's perfect.
2: Yeah. Emma. Also going to say Edward i just uh in reading like trivia stuff and watching all the bonus things um he and winona ryder were like dating throughout this entire thing and they got engaged and everything and i loved their dynamic together but he is like i watched this movie when i was probably 11 And he was like, I always wanted a boyfriend like Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) I was like, he has to be adorable. He has to be like extremely loving and all about his family. And he's just super cute. So Edward,
0: (laughs) Otis. So yeah, no fucking shit. The movie's called Edward Scissorhands. You know, you had to be a fool to pick anybody else, but I'm a fool so every time mm-hmm. i watch this like there's something more about edward his silent just mannerisms that i'm like oh my god that's so fucking cute but this time watching the movie i have learned to love peg the mom yep. She is so fucking cute all through this movie right. she is his number one fan all through the movie everyone else they have to warm up to it actually a close second is the dad because he just accepted this weird fucking kid coming to his house with knife hands and yep. he's like okay Yep. Yeah. you know uh honestly the whole family except kim kim didn't like him at first but everybody else was like yeah well
1: the kid was kind of a dick here. to him like halfway through too he like oh the the novelty of the scissor hands has worn off on me now i'm just gonna treat you like, like i'm a bitch yeah. so
0: but he did want to take him to show but the, and tell the, and the mom did. and
1: dad were the best yeah they like, were great uh,
0: this movie would not have happened if they weren't nice enough to let a weird kid in their house
1: i feel like the dad like, I feel like Christopher Walken in Hairspray He'd modeled yeah. this character, modeled his character off of Alan Arkin in Edward Scissorhands. Like,
2: oh, probably.
1: It's very much that same vibe. Like, I'm, I'm a easily, chill man really, and I love really. everybody no matter what. Yeah, it's yeah. very cute.
0: So yeah, uh, Peg is absolutely amazing. It made me smile. Oh. She, she sees him come out of the darkness with knife hands. She's like, uh, wait, you're by yourself. Nope, you're coming home with me. I'm like, that's the... Dumbest and cutest thing you could do as a mom. So, uh, Katie, who was your least favorite character? Jim. <laughs> yeah, Jim was poop.
1: <laughs> what a fucking dick. Like, through the whole film, he was a dick. There was not a moment in this film where he was like, oh yeah, he's kind of cool. He seems like a good boyfriend to Inona Ryder. No. He was a fucking jackass the entire film. A bitch. Uh, <laughs> Emma,
2: Though I thought someone would say Jim, so I went for Joyce.
0: Yeah, Joyce is a mess. She Mm
2: -hmm. is such a fucking Karen. She out here crying fake rape when she's the one in a bustier on top of some kid. Like, fuck that lady all Mm -hmm. the way with scissor hands. Out of here. Yeah. Otis. Otis
0: uh obviously joyce is a mess uh i put down jim but i knew someone was gonna say it one of us w- would say jim's name i mean he is the fucking villain of this movie
1: yeah absolutely
0: um but i'm gonna go with esmeralda so the the churchy lady <laughs> and obviously it, like seeing it from if you're not part of that family like if we were just chilling on the street and then we just see like our neighbors like hey check out our new uh son and he's just got knife hands i'm like that's fucking weird you know but I wouldn't be like he's from the devil he's from hell and he's here to damn all our souls I wouldn't say all that Esmeralda was a mess uh Ed did get her good because he trimmed up a little devil and put it in her window and she opened the wind the shades and just sees like a hedge devil and I'm like that was pretty fucking good
2: <laughs> I I love when Peg in the beginning is walking by everybody getting ready to like do her Avon pitch and she like pauses in front of Esmeralda's house and hears her playing the organ and she's like, no. Yeah, because she knows she ain't
0: going to get nothing. Like, ah, <sighs> nah, we're fine. Okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. I only had one because I was enjoying myself. So uh, this movie is sweet and very tragic. So listening to the commentary... Tim Burton loves this type of angle and going off of a lot of his films the main characters, the good guys of the films uh, they don't, usually don't end good for them it, it's a small amount of his movies made, what, Corpse Bride it ended all right for him at the end
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but like, I mean, Batman's always melancholy. and
1: Weenie ended okay Yeah, at the end, the, but the like, whole
0: middle of it was yeah, but like Batman's, he's melancholy as fuck, he can't help it Uh, this movie don't end good for them. It's very fairy tale like. Uh, fucking Beetlejuice, they died. At least they're happy as ghosts. But I mean, they ate it at the beginning, and like they can't get their lives back. But they have new lives as ghosts, so they're happy. Um, but yeah, he he loves doing situations. He's in this movie in the commentary. He said he he was very happy that the company that you know gave him money for this movie. wasn't like oh that ending's kind of not happy can you make it happy they were like okay that's the ending you want to do cool because he was like yeah that's the way i want to end it not every movie has to be super happy at the end and this one is very much just like well i mean she's kind of happy with her decision you know she got with somebody and had kids and ed is happy that he has good memories but it would have been better if he stayed down there obviously but you know like I said, it could have been a better ending. This is like, in a video game, this would have been like the all right ending we could have got. <laughs> there would have been like two yeah. better endings, but Katie.
1: Um. Okay. Johnny Depp was absolutely perfect as Edward. And mom finds strange boy alone takes in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Emma.
2: Okay. Winona Ryder has the perfect grandma voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, it really, really cool. does. How out of place is that castle? <laughs> it's just there. If <laughs> the house is like one story, it's just fucking there. <laughs> uh, mean ass kids treat Edward like shit. hmm And then my alliterative fellow found fights for family feels freed no
0: well it's good anybody that gave him shit get the stab stabs so (laughs) yeah so uh oh i was about to say minority kill count (laughs) there's only one white guy um oh so this film it came out december 6 1990 or december 7 everywhere else so, what do you guys think the budget for Edward Scissorhands was, Katie?
1: I already looked at it, so I'm out.
0: <laughs> okay, Emma. So, how much do you think this movie was? Twenty dollars. And you got it right on the nose. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think the box office was?
2: Uh, two hundred.
0: That's if it came out now, it I, e- easily
1: mm. would it maybe it
0: would have hit pretty good now
1: see you think that but like tim tim burton is a huge name but his movies do not do well in their initial release
0: they're very much cult classicy
1: they yeah they get like i don't know they make an okay amount of money in their initial theatrical run and then later down the line it's like huge yeah people realize
0: like damn that movie was good like
1: frank and weenie the animated one that they released a few years ago like People went and saw it because it was Tim Burton, but not, not like enough people went. So like, it was just okay. It did, had like an okay box office. Yeah. The Alice in Wonderland he did um, for Disney, the first one oh,
2: yeah. did really
1: well. Yeah. And then the second one did not great.
0: I didn't like it. So. <laughs> I watched it. I didn't like that first one that much, but I gave him money. So I guess that's all that matters.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: so the box office was 80 80- six million dollars obviously yeah. did great um but yeah like everyone had good things to say about it if the, i guess the only thing was just, just kind of weird but this was early tim burton so they didn't know that this, this is what this motherfucker does you know uh he, he just did batman and they were like well batman was a lot darker than usual because like i said the batman we know was out there just dancing and doing at little hand point, signs yeah. yeah at that time and doing shark spray shark repellent spray and shit so um yeah they didn't understand that tim burton this is what he does this is his shit is you know weird dark melancholy but cute stuff so uh it probably could have made more if it was a little bit later in his life i think but still 88 is pretty good i mean quadruple of what the budget was yeah so and like i said going off of what he did before batman they were like shit yeah bro what do you want to do next and he's like i want to do a batman sequel batman
1: was like the the rare tim burton like makes a lot of money thing and it's yeah. because it's batman oh yeah like batman will make a lot of money no matter who's in it what like what's going on like the rob pattinson movie
0: well it's gonna make money
1: tons of people are like the fuck that vampire like are you kidding me but that movie's gonna make jillions of dollars because yeah. it's yep. fucking batman and everybody no one can get enough of batman yeah. stories It's absolutely
0: so. gonna make its money so yeah, 88 million, 86 million. So, not bad, honestly. It was great. So, um, anybody have anything else to say about Edward Scissorhands?
2: Watch it. Watch it repeatedly. Listen to the music. Yeah, it's cute as fuck, man. I would watch it.
1: Yeah, Ice Dance oh. is on my Christmas playlist nonstop. Yeah. I fucking love that piece. I love to listen to it. When I was in college, I listened to it a lot while I studied.
2: It was yeah. like,
1: it's the perfect piece for studying. It's so calm
2: and beautiful. This cool. whole soundtrack was one of the things that I used to listen to while I would read. Yeah. It's one of those soundtracks that fits with every story. Yep. It's literally driven by imagination. So if you want to read a book and like legitimately picture everything in that book, this is the soundtrack. Yeah. I do
1: that with soundtracks too. Yeah. This soundtrack and the Hook soundtrack.
2: Yep. The Hook one and the uh, James Newton Howard Peter Pan soundtrack. Oh yeah, that one too. Fire. Yup. That shit slaps.
0: Oh, shit. Sure. Okay, so uh, real quick, I was looking at just the legacy of this film, and there were a couple of cool things that they did later. Uh, so I learned that there is a 10-issue a series of comic books that serves as a sequel It takes place several decades after the film that they did. And I'm going to look for those because that sounds really fucking cool. I want it. And then there was a commercial that came out a year or two ago for the Cadillac Lyric, an electric car with hands-free driving. And it had Winona Ryder teaching her son Edgar to drive. And so it's an alternate reality where yeah an alternate reality where edward didn't leave or maybe he just came back or Or they went somewhere else yeah Yeah, she grabbed him they just went to another town and they have a kid and it's uh timothy chalamet exactly
1: who i said would be his kid
0: Uh, i remember seeing like
2: this is cute as fuck
0: and she was like it's hands free and it's like because he's got his hands i'm like
2: oh it's so cute um, ask and
0: ye shall receive yeah yep. so i mean there are people out there that understand that this movie is important to them yeah uh, tim burton has said he he won't make a sequel because it'll just ruin this one so we're not gonna get any more of this maybe little things like a commercial or something cute like that but he's like i'm not, I'm not doing one so hopefully yeah. when he passes hopefully people don't fuck around and make another one or something but he says i can't I love it. Yeah, he was like, I can't do it because it's it's too awesome. He don't want to ruin it, ruin what the first one did with a second one. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's tons of bands that have made their names based on this movie and stuff like that. Apparently there was a, a lobster like sea creature named after Johnny Depp because it had scissor-like claws, mm-hmm. but it's it's extinct now. But they were like, hey, it looks like ever scissor hands. Hey, let's call it uh. Ugh. Coot Kutin Nachella Deppy. So they're like, hey, call it dip. <laughs> uh but no, this this shit's it's great. So um
1: oh my god, I love it.
0: So yeah. Um
1: the cover for the comics mm-hmm. looks just like the 90s Beetlejuice cartoons. Oh yeah. Like whoever did the animation for the Beetlejuice stuff did like yeah, they, they
0: for sure looked at those old pictures. Yeah so this movie uh this is episode 12 like i was saying earlier so we are the halfway point of this so katie and emma have some really cool picks coming up so if you have any other cool fun facts about it with scissor scissorhands you can tweet us at
1: allentown pod
0: we have an email it is
1: allentown Presents at gmail.com where well,
0: yeah, i have a facebook at Presents. so like always thank you so much for listening uh we'll be back i won't be back tomorrow but they will be back for sure you're
1: gonna be back tomorrow
0: yeah well i mean tomorrow as in like every day i'm not gonna be back every day
1: no not all but i have, a, the days. But I have a couple
0: of movies i want to do so uh, i'll be back soonish uh with another christmasy film maybe scary maybe not scary might have an angel in it trying to mack on a girl maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i'll be back soonish to do another christmas movie so thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very soon happy holidays you melon farmers
2: bye toots